When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yup, and welcome back to Talking Knicks, a little Cinco de Mayo Derby weekend podcast. That's all we're talking about. No, we we are talking New York Knickerbocker still, and I I think it's kind of funny. I realized this a little bit ago. We've lived so long trying not to dream because we're scared as Knicks fans that we're going to get our hearts broken and probably end up with the fifth pick. But today we're going to dream a little bit. We're going to talk about the different scenarios if we get the first pick. We might have fire-breathing dragon take from our Kenny Poon today. I'm joined by Greg Poon, always bringing the fire, and Tom will drop some nerdy stats and a little fire. Let's talk Knicks. Posted toes and then stuffing again, igniting the exciting regarding crowd. Hey, oh. Welcome back to Talking Knicks. We're recording on Cinco de Mayo, so things might get pretty crazy up in here. Just had some just absolute absurdity going on in my apartment. I I can't deep dive into it, but I think he's shit now. No, it's no time for that. My significant other's head was just fully engulfed in a bowl, not like the 420 kind, like a giant bowl that had milk in it because she got jalapeno in her nose. And that's the kind of fire takes we're given today. Jalapeno in your nose takes. We're, uh, we're, ah. we're, doing, some, we're doing some dreaming we're going to talk about because we've only got like nine days left to dream, something like that. The lottery is happening May 14th, and we've got some differing opinions on if we get the one pick. What, you know, I think a couple of us are pet press play, pick up Zion, um, you know, there's Anthony Davis trade rumors. There's so many different ways you can go about it. We're going to talk about some of the different options uh, and maybe dream big a little bit today. But first, around the horn, I'll start with Greggy. Greggy P in the party of three. Greg Poon. How you doing, man? Good, thank you. All right. <laughs> I'm well. I had a good good little weekend over here. You know, I went out, had a, had a couple last night. I was nice. drinking truly spiked seltzers. Ooh. Nice party animal. That's, that's fun. That's very festive for for Cinco de Mayo Eve. Yeah, yeah. Those things, those things will catch up with you, and you won't even realize it. Yes, yeah, like there's alcohol in this. Apparently, yeah, I've been there is. I've been giving them to kids in the building. No, that's not <laughs> even a good joke, really. Did your horse win, Greg? I, I didn't. I don't know anything about the Kentucky Derby other than my, about- the result. That whole thing was bizarre. I don't even know the result anymore because they canceled it. Kenny Poon, how are you doing, man? How was, how was your derby weekend? Good, good. I um, Back in college, I used to, you know, have more interest in the derby, and uh, I apparently am getting old because I didn't even know what was happening yesterday wow. until someone, my uh, sister texted me, like, do you guys know what just happened in the Kentucky Derby? And I was like, no. And I still don't know. So, tough to say. I was busy hanging out with Tom. At, mm. at a brewery, because as adults, that's what we do with our weekends. We just go drink our sorrows away. You guys are brewery guys now. So yeah. so do you not know what happened in the Kentucky Derby? I heard that there was a disqualification, and that's so all the, I really know. The favorite won, but he interfered, and then they disqualified him. How does a horse interfere? It's a good question, Tom. Tom, Tom Piccolo, I'll let you've got the floor, man. Yeah. You want answer, to go there, breweries, yeah, Spike Celtics? Answer your own question, Tom. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I did go to multiple breweries this weekend. Yeah, I know. I am a brewery guy now, but, <laughs> I, you know, my, my twin brother also, he bartends on the weekends at a brewery, so I tend to go visit him there, try and get some free beers from our sponsor, Lasting Brass Brewery. Right. And then back. Um, but a uh, weekend was fine today. It's been, it's been rainy all day here in Connecticut, ran a bunch of errands, very adult stuff, nothing, nothing great, but, but yesterday was fun. So w- one fun day a week is kind of all you can really ask for. <laughs> I think. Um, 15, 15 minutes a day. 
<laughs> if that isn't a good getting older slogan, I don't know what is. I had, a, I had one good day last week. <laughs> Not bad. And yeah, the light bulb just went off in my head that being a bartender at a brewery is really smart. Because it's like there's no mixed drinks. You just pick a beer. Mm. Yeah. I might, okay, I might get a brewery gig. It's a good gig. It's good work if you can get it. Uh, I got. I brought my dog there, which was just everyone's flocking to, to little Colby. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> you know that move. But uh, no, it's a it was a good day overall. I have no idea how a horse can interfere with another horse. No clue about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. Uh, I'm still I'm still kind of uncomfortable talking about that. I don't really get it. Um, they're horses, anyways. <laughs> um, and this was talking horses. No, we uh. And I, I think this podcast, or one of the main ideas of this podcast, originated with you and Kenny talking at a brewery. And I, and I think we'll dive right into it. And it, it was funny. We were talking a little bit before this. We didn't know how to title it because <laughs> um, the main idea kind of doesn't have a question before it. But, but we'll lean into it. And basically, let's start, let's start dream. Please. Maybe, maybe I should explain to you what I'm, I'm trying to do. Based on our conversations, I think you um, have a misconception of what I'm trying to do. Okay. Um, I think I am trying to convince you guys in some manner, because I don't think any of you guys are believe with, are on the same page as me, that if the Knicks get Kevin Durant, then many players, one of them in particular, if we win the lottery, being Zion Williamson, will not be on the Knicks next year. So that's, okay. that's my main premise. Is I want to try to convince you of that. Let Let's start there. Let's we're it's it's May fourteenth. We've got the one pick. We are in the GM room for the Knickerbockers. I think let's say that we can we all say that Zion Williamson will be the number one pick in this draft, no matter what happens. I yeah. agree with that. They yeah. said the Suns were thinking about Ja. But other than that, yeah, we'll just we'll just assume yes. Just a smoke yeah. screen, yeah. It'll be it'll be Zion for sure. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, if if you're the Suns and you get the one pick and you don't you really want to trade down a pick people will pay to get Zion Williamson. And I I guess this is where the concept comes into play, because, Kenny, you are right. And this is what we've talked about a lot this year with, I mean, Fizdale and the team that, you know, we more so want to get some concepts going of team like ball movement, team defense, because. If things go right this offseason, we get Kevin Durant, uh, whatever top pick we get or whatever we do with it, this team is going to look a lot different. So we were looking for a lot of that stuff. We get the one pick. In my head, I think you take Zion Williamson, blah, blah, blah. He's incredible. I What he was doing in the final four games, was it basically was one and a half people versus five. He's just hyper impressive. I think the biggest thing that you've said, Kenny, that I've agreed with, I, I think the biggest thing limiting in my head about Zion Williamson is how will his body hold up just because I've never seen a human shaped like that. So I think that's more than a fair question. Basketball-wise, I'm in love with the dude. I think he's high IQ, high motor, high energy. He's like humble. Like The, the dude wants it. Love him. Kenny, let's have this be the jumping point. The Knicks get the one pick. Kevin Durant's coming to town. Go. I, th- I mean, I think you already said that you agree with me, so I don't even have to convince you anymore, right? Oh. No. So here's my, here's my general thinking, is that, first off, I don't, if Kevin Durant comes, I don't think he's coming alone. And then the question becomes where, and this is something that we've brought up, I've brought up a lot over the last couple of weeks, is what would be different people's roles? And my question is, what would Zion Williamson's role be on a Knicks team that has Kevin Durant and, say, Kyrie Irving? Now, the problem is that Kevin Dur- or is that uh, Zion Williamson is a bad shooter, and he is a average to below average defender at this time. Like he's he gets a lot of blocks, he gets a lot of steals, but like he's not a lockdown perimeter defender. Yeah, and, and, and the, guys, assumption there, the, the assumption there is that rookies especially like rookies who will be guarding the other teams like wings they struggle defensively in their in their first season like that's just kind of a, a given i think that a lot of analysts hype up zion's ceiling as a defender and his instincts i think i think that 
a lot of people would hear Kenny say that and say, no, he's going to be a good or great defender. And maybe at some point in his career he will be. But your, your point is that within the first couple seasons when Kevin Durant will be in his prime and he'll be wanting to contend, that Zion won't be at that level defensively. Yes. That's exactly right, Tom. And so, I mean, I guess we could start with if Kevin Durant comes here, how long do you guys think his contract will be? Do you think he's going to sign a one and one like he's done previously? Or you think he's going to do the LeBron James four years? Like, what do you think that's going to look like? Greg, you're you're kind of my cap guy. Um, is is it a one and one? I feel like he does. You do that until the point like what LeBron did, right? Well, LeBron did the. I mean, he went with the one and ones to Cleveland. Right. And then he, he did the four year, three years with the player option with the Lakers. And uh, Durant's been saying he wants to get paid. So maybe he just signs the, the four year max. So I think that's what he's looking at personally. Well, it's funny because when you sign a four year max nowadays, we've just seen so many players in the middle of their deals leverage their way out of their situations and, and almost kind of like makes it less important how long your deal is if you can just force your way out granted you definitely hurt your reputation like anthony davis did like Kawhi leonard did but these were guys who you know it didn't matter that they still had years left on their deals they still were able to like actually anthony davis is still kind of trapped but you know we saw guys angling to to leave their current situations regardless of how many years were left on their contract and the the other thing i'll say you have to be rooting for the longer contract because LeBron kind of held Cleveland captive. Like, they, if, if they had a commitment from LeBron, they could have traded their first-round pick. They could have gotten more assets. So I think you have to be rooting for that. And Kevin Durant is obviously a guy that cares about his reputation a little bit with the burner accounts and all that. I think there's a good chance that he signs the four-year deal because, A, like Tom mentioned, you can get out of it if you really demand a trade and need to get out of there. And B, it lets the Knicks be whatever you want to call it. I'll steal from the Yankees. They go full Death Star. That you can you can now make a four year plan and say let's go and move different assets and things like that. Yeah, and I think so. I think if that's the case, then you know that's it's a little more likely. I still don't think it's it's likely, but it's a little more likely that Zion would end up on the team for the longer term, but. What, what I was saying and what Tom was echoing earlier is that there is a finite time where Kevin Durant will still be in his prime on the Knicks. And his whole goal, if he goes to the Knicks, is to cement his legacy by winning a championship with the Knicks. And I would say he's 30 now. How many years does he have of, of peak performance? Maybe another two, and then he starts to gradually trail off. Is Zion the best player for him to win in those first two years? I don't think so. I think that you could flip Zion for someone else, and you know the, the, the name that is obvious is, as a possibility is Anthony Davis. But you can flip Zion for someone else who is a better win-now player. Now, I don't think this is the best move for the Knicks long-term, but in the end, I don't think that Kevin Durant really cares about the Knicks' future beyond that, however long he's there. He's there for his own legacy to do what he wants and to get get his championship so that people start, you know, respecting him a little more than, you know, after he went to Golden State and, you know, they still see that as Steph, as Steph Curry's team. So he doesn't care at all about Zion Williamson. And to the extent that you know, Zion Williamson comes in, like maybe even that's a negative as far as grabbing some of his headlines and, and taking some of his credit. But either way, not a great defender, not a great shooter at this point in time. He has the tools to get there, but I just don't know what his role would be on that team. And I think if Kevin Durant comes in, his first request is going to be put pieces around me. And there would be a handshake deal beforehand that a lot of the young players on the Knicks right now won't be on the Knicks next year because they're going to be traded for valuable pieces right now rather than the future. And that's so my, you, my general premise. You think the Knicks would trade Zion for someone that wasn't Anthony Davis? I think that the only possible time they would trade Zion is Anthony Davis. And I mean, I don't, I don't know what the trade market's going to look like in the summer. I think that's the obvious one right now. But I think 
And I, I think, I don't know if it was on the pod or it was in text, but Jake mentioned that Zion's value is just so high. And I think other teams would be willing to part with like very good players for some of the Knicks' young pieces if it included Zion. So I don't know who else it, it would be, but I think it, it opens up some opportunities. I feel like that's an important thing to know who we're talking about. I don't think there's a single player it's, that would be traded other than Anthony Davis worth Zion. It's it's a lot to unfurl, right? Because um, that, that could open it up to anything. I mean, there is there a world where could the Knicks go to like OKC and be like, yo, give us Paul George. We'll give you Zion Williamson. Like, I, I think if I was OKC, I would be jumping at the table for that. Send Russ to L.A., get a couple young guys, start that bad boy over. Let's keep it Anthony Davis now, because otherwise we can start getting into a crazy world <laughs> where it could be anyone. <laughs> uh, Jokic, come to town. No. Um, Greggy, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if Durant says, I want Anthony Davis, then you do it. You know? And Anthony Davis is significantly better than Zion Williamson. I'll agree with that. I don't. I don't have. I would. Uh, I wouldn't have. Like Kenny said, there's a short window. You know, you got three or four years before he starts fading, and then, you know, even then, if you had Anthony Davis, he's like 26, so he'd be hitting that 30 year old mark by the time Durant starts to fade. So it, you, you, you're buying like you get a six or seven year window there. Yes, assuming Anthony Davis resigns and he continues to be good. After That's that. quick, quick hitter from each of the Poon Bros. Are these under the conditions that Anthony Davis is signing an extension while we do the trade? Do you need that, or do you not even need that? I, I need it. Yeah, I think I think I okay. would need that if, if they were gonna if they were gonna make that trade. Okay, again, I'm, I'm like, glad. I mean, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad we clarified. That. We're thinking this is like a uh, Andrew Wiggins LeBron scenario where yeah. you know they, he comes in and they. Because Andrew Wiggins was hyped when he got picked. He was supposed to be the next LeBron. And now he's the next, you know, really bad player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was and wondering I, how you're going to have that up. And I think that's kind of really my, my point is I don't think Kevin Durant cares at all about playing with Zion Williamson. And I, and I don't think Zion Williamson is the best person to play alongside him. I think he will be a very good player but I don't think he's the best win-now player available for the value of Zion Williamson. Yeah, I mean, but there's there's trade in Wiggins. But imagine if they traded Wiggins and he was the next LeBron. You know, right. there's that possibility. The GM, imagine if you're the GM who traded LeBron as, as, as soon as you picked him. No, and I, I agree with that. And I don't, think, I don't think this is the best move for the Knicks' future. I think if the Knicks get KD and get Zion and keep Zion, like, if they get KD, they have a chance to win the the, the uh, championship, regardless of what else happens. If they have Zion, like, it helps, but it doesn't, you know, someone else would could push them further towards that championship thing, and, and having Zion would be better for their future. So I'm not saying this is the best thing for the team. I think Kevin Durant doesn't care as much about five, ten years from now what's going to happen to the Knicks as he does about is he going to win his championship in New York? Tommy Two-Tone. A lot to unpack here. Yeah, Where, where question, are you at on all this? My question for you, Kenny, would be like, do you think that overall that Zion will be a net positive player, though? Like, granted, maybe the fit isn't there, but in general, will he come in his rookie year and be a, a, a good NBA rotation player? Because I think he will be right off the bat. Um fit aside i think he'll be a good player so are you saying like regardless of where he is or because i think i think fit matters a lot i think i mean i think he'll be positive regardless of where he is but depending on the situation it's it's a lot different like if he ends up on the knicks with a Kyrie and kevin durant then his role is significantly diminished and you know it's it's a lot less positive than if he he ends up on a on a bad team without those two players and he's just allowed to do whatever he wants yeah, I guess the point I'd make is that like teams that are trying to contend for titles need players on on good contracts uh, on these on these kinds of rookie scale contracts where you're getting a lot more value on the court than you're paying for, right? And I think 
Zion, even though he'd be the number one overall pick and he would be getting paid the most in his class, like I think he would provide more value in the next couple of years than his contract is worth. And I think the more value contracts you have, you could argue like that's that's something you need to be able to contend in the league today. So like if you ha- if you end up trading Zion and uh, and your entire roster to make the salaries match for Anthony Davis, you would just end up having a very top heavy team. Granted, you have a incredible like three incredible players, but the other alternative way to go about it would be to, to fill out the roster with just better role players and have more depth. Um, so, and so and I'm, think, I'm trying to make the counter argument where it's even a good basketball reason to have Zion. And uh, again, I, I think that there are better players that would in the draft that would fit on that Knicks team. I don't think that they're better, better players than Zion, but I think they're better fits. Um, and what we've seen in the past is once you get these once you get these teams that have a shot to win a championship, there's you know a decent amount of veterans who are willing to take the veteran minimum for a shot to win a championship, and that's how these teams are are getting their value players, not not as much through the rookies. And I think that's what would happen if they had you know Durant and Kyrie. Is there'd be a couple of people like, hey, let me come to New York on a minimum contract and let's try to do this. Here's all right. So I, I've got a couple things, and I think as a player, like just Zion the player, I think of this group. I'm the most in love with Zion. Um, I I know there's some questions about how it's going to look and what it is. I think he's incredible. I think he garnished all five player on players on defense's attention. I think the other guys at Duke this year. It it was it was him and Barrett. Um, I mean, like I, I I think you can't even count Reddish. I I I'm I'm not in love with Reddish. I think if you the tournament games, he wasn't great. Jones and their fifth guy was like literally walk on stats. That's a whole other thing. But back to Zion. A he shot thirty four percent from three, which I get it. He's a he's a six eight monster shooting is never going to be a specialty he's going to be able to make some threes and i think the bigger part tied to that is stretching the court and you can't give zion space because if that man gets ahead of steam he's unstoppable i i think i think the basketball fit especially if we're talking katie and kyrie two guys that can be dynamic and hang on the perimeter. There's teams that talk about Zion like he's a stretch five. Um, I think you can do creative things with him offensively where I think the fit could potentially be perfect as the third best player with KD and Kyrie for his rookie year. And then I just, I think the door can pop off with this guy. I mean, I, I think that you're overestimating his shooting ability. Um, yeah, he shot 34% from a shorter three. Uh, he shot 64% from the free throw line, which is usually a decent indicator of how you are as an actual shooter. And, I mean, there is some truth to in college. He was like, you didn't want to give him a head of steam. But the NBA is a different animal. Like, the players are bigger. They're more physically mature. He was literally just a, a man among boys in terms of size, athleticism, and all that. He's still going to be bigger and more athletic than a lot of people, but he's not. the difference isn't as much as it is in college because you know, there's however many teams in the a- ACC, how many, of those, how many of those people end up in the NBA? Like, he's not playing against NBA talent every night, um, and like, the athleticism – is just and the athleticism and the physical maturity of the players is just a different animal. And I think people will just sag off of him, which you can't have in the NBA. And and for me, that's the issue, is that he was a average to below average shooter from three from a shorter from a shorter distance and a bad free throw shooter. So I think people are going to just give him as much space as he wants and and rather than, you know, 
guard him. They're going to help off and guard Durant and Kyrie or whoever it is. And that's not ideal for the Knicks situation. I think it's worth addressing Greg's question a little more about like who specifically we're talking about. And it is important to note that like Zion's kind of the, the, the blue chip crown jewel asset that we've seen like the last decade. So if you put him on the table for Anthony Davis, I think you get him. But then there's the question of like, what if for maybe they think that Anthony Davis wouldn't be the right fit just because like bigs aren't as valuable in today's league. Um, I mean, after Anthony Davis, like the list of, of players to trade for is pretty slim. I'm, I'm watching the Sixers Raptors game right now. And, um, you know, the Raptors are, are up by a little bit, but I'm wondering if things just fall apart in Philly, if things just end really ugly, if they lose three in a row to lose this series, like, would, I mean, first of all, would you even, would you A, offer Zion for like Ben Simmons? Or are those, are the same issues as Zion going to be there with, with Simmons? Granted, Simmons is a proven elite defender at this point in his career, but would you look to, I mean, is that insane to even suggest to, to offer uh, Zion for Ben Simmons? It's an interesting thought. Uh, and I think yeah, it's a it's a similar situation with those two, but I think Ben Simmons is just at this point a much better defender, and uh, like that might help him as as a role player on that team. Um, so it, it's tough to say. Ben Simmons scored like five points like two games ago. Oh, Get him up. I don't want him on my team. You can't shoot. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have the same problem. Yeah, I I I agree, and that's. That's where, I mean, what players come into play. I mean, you, you can just go so far in the deep end. What if, what if Durant leaves, Boogie's gone? I mean, what if, you know, sign and trade Clay? I mean, you start just getting into crazy territory. Um, and, and I don't know. Every situation is different. There's a couple interesting things that I think I would want to harp on a little more. Kenny, one thing you have totally right is if Kevin Durant says – I'm coming to town, but I'm not playing with the kid. That's kind of the end of conversation. Um, yeah, and that, that's New kind York of, that's doesn't exactly have it. New York doesn't have any ground to stand on. I think there is a world where Kevin Durant wants to play with Zion. I think they have a little bit of that. I've, I've mentioned LeBron and Kyrie before, kind of that like little brother pass the baton thing. I think you can work that in, and I think Zion can do a lot of the dirty work, <laughs> like throw that guy down low and do bull in a China shop all day. I think Kyrie and Katie would be fine with that. Um, I guess for me, and I'll, I'll send it to Greggy here. One thing that we're kind of ignoring is Zion. <laughs> um, like this guy has a LeBron factor to him. The fact that he's, I mean, the Knicks don't have problems packing the house, but I think they could probably charge like double for tickets. Like that they're talking about new Orleans would want him. Cause he would fill the arena. He would like save that franchise. And I mean, you start going into Jersey sales and things like that. And I think the other thing that I, I think from Ken's side of it is scary and, and can be overlooked here. If he is the dude, if he becomes a top three player in the league, you can't be the GM that yeah. traded him. That's a that's like a death stint. Like that's how you will be remembered as a general manager. Even if you win a title, you'll be the guy that traded Zion. You'll it's it's kind of not Presty and Harden, but I think you can make some relatable yeah. points there. Yeah. But and, and when the Cavs traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love, it's because LeBron did it. And LeBron and the Cavs already had that history. And LeBron is LeBron, you know. So you just, I mean, Kevin Durant is good, but. He's not LeBron yet. He'll be LeBron next year when he's on the Knicks. So, I mean, to, to what Jake said before, though, like if Kevin Durant says, I'm coming to the Knicks, but not if but only if you, you trade Zion for someone who's going to help me more now. now that, do you do that? Or? If it's Anthony Davis, that's the only possibility. I mean, 
That's a good I, I point. Guess, that's that's a good point, Greg. If if you're the Knicks front office, you can say, I mean, you can say like, okay, if it's Anthony Davis, we'll bite. Like this has a chance to be super special. But if I mean, a, again, if it if it's Pas- Pascal Sakium, which actually <laughs> Siakam. Which, Siakam, did I slaughter that one? I think I was close. Um, which we had to talk about today, and actually might be a bad example because his value's up. I, I told you guys, I, I think he could be one of the best third options in the league. I don't love him as the two. Like, I think that's where that's where you as the Knicks can say something. Like, Kevin Durant, we love you and we want to get you help. But this guy has a chance to be special, special even with you in your timeline, that, like, I can't flip this guy for, like, C.J. McCollum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and... I feel like Durant would have to literally pick the person that Zion was getting traded for. Right. Yeah, Durant wouldn't want you to trade Zion for CJ McCollum, I don't think. But uh, I, McCollum's got a podcast, that, you know, that's business too. Yeah. Work for LeBron, right, Tom? It is business. Oh. <laughs> I mean, then we've even considered this possibility where, like, Kevin Durant makes this demand and for some reason, say, Anthony Davis doesn't work out or. I mean, I don't know why that would be the case, but like, is there a chance where you just choose to keep Zion and say sorry, Kevin? Like, go to go to the Clippers. <laughs> like, is that is that a possibility? I mean, my stomach just dropped. No, I, I think Kevin Durant and the. I, I feel like this was a hot take a week ago, but I think Kevin Durant right now is viewed as the best player in the game, and I mean. You know, I I wish, and obviously I'd, you know, knock on wood or whatever, but I mean, you know, Zion Williamson is a couple injuries and a couple cheeseburgers away from not being everything I think he can become. Um, but but I, I, I don't think we can have it both ways here, right? Because we're saying, okay, we do it for Anthony Davis. We trade Zion for Anthony Davis and, and like end of list. But I'm saying we take Anthony Davis off the table. This is in a hypothetical. Right. Then, you're not trading Zion for Anthony Davis. Like instead of trading him for a, for a Ben Simmons or for a Bradley Beal or for like one of these second tier guys on the trade market, like do you just keep Zion and build the slow way? You do Zion, you have Mitchell Robinson, you have Kevin Knox, you have Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, that was good question. Okay. We'll, we'll build it the proper way from the ground up and we, we won't, pursue this free agency for now. And then maybe we push it off till next year. How would you answer it, Tom? I mean, is there a world where you keep Zion instead of Kevin Durant? I I bet that there are some fans who who say yes. I I mean, I'm kind of all in on Durant, but if Durant's making these demands that really put your franchise in jeopardy, I think you have to think about it. You have to consider keeping Zion over Durant. If – if you don't want to flip Zion for some for some piece that's not worth it, you know what I mean? So I I know what you mean and I agree with that from a basketball standpoint, but I don't think you I don't think you could turn down Kevin Durant. And the other the other kind of flip side of it is for Anthony Davis, you're gonna give up Zion and other pieces. For one of those other guys, I don't know how much or else how much else you're going to give up beyond Zion in terms of actual talent. I mean, you're gonna to have to match salaries and things like that, but beyond that, I'm not. I'm not sure. So you can still keep a young core of players around them. Yeah, and I guess I guess that's where it gets tricky. But it's you live in this world where the stuff figures itself out. Because if you're <laughs> the Knicks, call the Pelicans and say, you know what, guys, we're here. Let's do it. Zion for AD. Let's punch it, baby. Know what the Pelicans know? They know that Kevin Durant is demanding this. <laughs> um, so they're going to clean our house. I mean, I think Mitchell Robinson's gone. I, I think Damian, I think everyone's gone. And then it is just all old filler players, which again, I mean, it makes you a favorite to win the NBA title, and I get that. But as Tom's kind of alluding to, like, it's all over. <laughs> like, it's all over. I mean yeah. – and to go with that, Jake, you kind of actually do – you would 
not even just because the the Pelicans want you to trade everyone, just to match the salaries, you kind of have to trade everyone. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, then you're, right, you're, just, you're deciding if you want like Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Anthony Davis, and it's all veteran, veteran minimum. Tom, I'll and tell you, you, I'll you put, have three good players, and then nobody else. The Bradley Beal thing has my head spinning right now. After the year he had, um, that like that would hurt my soul a little bit. But it does. It would kind of make sense if you're getting Kyrie and KD. Like that would be awesome. But let's let's take let's take a let's take a little baby step back. I love that conversation. By the way, I could I could do that conversation all day. Let's come back to reality a little bit because we have 14% chance at the first pick. It huh. drives me nuts, and I haven't said that number in a while, and I'm <laughs> shaking <laughs> in anger. Anyways, um, we get the two or the three pick. I think, and I've, I've kind of been saying this from earlier in the season, kind of without the we think Kevin Durant is coming, I think they trade it 1,000%. A thousand, a thousand percent, and I think names. I think names like C.J. McCollum start coming into play, like I kind of did there, um, just because I, Morant showed he he has a chance to be special, and I get that. Um, but I think the Knicks. I think the Knicks are bringing in free agents. I, I think Durant is coming now, and I think everything you said, Kenny. Um, about the youth and how young players are bad at defense and shooting and all of it. I mean, you can say that you can say that about John Morant. Um, and then I don't really love too many other players in the draft. Um, Barrett, uh, <laughs> Cam Reddish, like like that's the thing. Right? Cam Reddish was bad as the three, the third less guarded guy on Duke. I don't see him being great in the NBA. I won't. I told myself I wasn't going to go on that rant, but. What let's say let's let's kind of combine it because the the picks aren't gonna get too too like the difference between the third and the fourth pick. Let's not get into that. But let's say two through four. I'm I'm not even gonna say the fifth pick because if we get that, like I'm just going to the rooftop of my building and that's it. Um, I might do that anyways. No. <laughs> what 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 happens if we land in that two through four zone? Are, or what What do you guys think or what, what changes from that game plan? Because, like, you still call New Orleans and you're like, hey, John Morant, R.J. Barrett, you're going to love these guys. But I guess how, how does that change your mentality or what you do for this? So I think that regardless of what happens, of where they pick, the Knicks will be calling people and trading their young pieces, at least some of them. Um, the reason that I think Zion is the one that would, without a doubt, be traded is because he has the most value. Um, if you once you get past him, it becomes a question of whether you know it's it, the player is you know better suited to be on our team and what their value is if we do trade them. So you know, I don't know what what like John Morant's fit would would be. I know he he also has the potential to be a great player. If we drop down a little further. Um, maybe, you know, a guy like Jarrett Culver or DeAndre Hunter, both of whom are, are, uh, good solid wing defenders and could, uh, you know, do what Kawhi did in his first year and just try to play defense and not really do much else that those could be guys that end up on the Knicks. And then they end up trading like probably a guy like Kevin Knox, who's just a high volume shooter and doesn't have the, he hasn't developed into a, a great defender yet. And, you know, we don't really know how he's going to do if he, he has a reduced role on offense. So then it just becomes a kind of balancing act of trying to figure out who you're going to get the most value for to bring in players to help right now. And I don't want to derail us, but I'm wondering, say, just going back to Zion really quickly, say the Knicks do get the first pick, they have Zion as a trade asset, and like we said, they're going to have to move a bunch of other pieces are you guys willing to also part with someone like Mitchell Robinson? So you're giving up Zion Williamson and Mitchell Robinson in addition to it'd probably be other pieces like Dennis Smith Jr. Um, to match the Anthony Davis salary, but also because you know New Orleans is going to be asking for Mitchell Robinson after the year he just had. Would you guys be willing to do that just to appease Kevin Durant? I'm talking Zion and Mitch Rob. For Anthony Greg? Davis, I think you have to. 
but I, I don't know how the salaries match up for, I think Greg mentioned that you'd have to trade most of them. I'm not, I'm not sure if you have to trade all of them just for salary. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know either. It's close, but I mean, Mitch Rob doesn't make that much, so he might be able to stick around. Obviously you just want to trade everybody else. Literally you would, you would say you can have every single other person on this team. Please let us keep Mitchell Robinson. You're just begging them. And that that's where it gets so dangerous, because that's that's what I was saying before. Like New Orleans knows at that point. Yeah. Like New Orleans knows at that point. If Durant's coming to town and we say we want Davis, that's game over. Cause they know that Durant like demanded that they get another player. So yeah, but uh, Mitchell think, Robinson think- having a really nice season is nice. But it doesn't stop any of this from happening. Yeah. At some point, though, I don't know how much leverage New Orleans has, right? Because yeah. if, if if they want Zion, the Knicks are the only team that can offer them that. Like, what's the next best thing that can, they can get? A package from the Lakers around Brandon Ingram? Like, is that going to do it for them? Or would they rather say, all right, we want all these guys from the Knicks, but all we really need is Zion, so we're willing to, to have this negotiation? thing is that you trade Zion for AD, but then they demand Mitchell Robinson in order for them to take Frank from us. Probably <laughs> get you. Oh, that was, that, that's, that's a good gumbo. That was tough. Frank. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh-huh. Also, Frank's not going to be on the Knicks next year. We don't have to talk about it. That's just a fact. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's that's a you and Kenny thing. We'll save that for another that's, time. That's spicy. Um, I, got, I got my face in some milk right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a spicy meat, the ball. Um, I I don't know. Does let's. I I I kind of want to hit this quick because I I've been stuck on this all year and I need someone to just tell me I'm not that dumb. Um, two through four, is, is it just a go around the league and say, hey, Bradley Beal, C.J. McCollum. Like who, whoever you can get, does it turn into that game for you, Tom? So Knicks end, end up with a two through four pick, and you you if you put that on the table and you want someone of like Bradley Beal's stature, you will definitely have to put up Mitchell Robinson. I think right. I don't I don't think two through four is really doing much. And here's guys, and, and even even the two through four plus Mitchell Robinson plus here's. you know say it's Knox or Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. Even that might not do it. I we mean, have, if we had like Washington fan base, like all five of them, they would be pretty upset with that return, I think. But I, I don't know, Jake. Like, I really don't know how what what the value is of two through four at this point because, like you said, it's just it's Zion, and then it's a, he's in a tier of his own. Uh, we also have these Mav, Mavs picks to work with. Keep that in mind. And we also have to remember the timing of everything because if we trade during the draft then that kills our cap space for any of those players. Um, and so we have to actually pick the player and then wait and then trade them after. So keep that in mind. Because as soon as you pick the player, the, the value of that pick drops. 100%. And that's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot to take in. And, Tom, I think you're right. And that's where that – I that's where I, I guess – Kind of, kind of bringing a few things together. Get ready for the cupboard to be cleaned out. Kind of either way. Um, well, I guess not. It's only it's, if we get Durant. It's Zion. <laughs> it's Zion or fully empty the cupboard. Because you're right. I mean, if Washington probably wouldn't be. If you're a Washington fan, you're not stoked to get the third pick, Mitchell Robinson and Kevin Knox. I don't think. No, um, no. I mean, and, and future Mavs picks potentially as well, like Greg mentioned, but, and Jake, those really aren't the only two options. Those are the only two options. Like Kenny said, if Kevin Durant comes there, I mean, there's a world not, not to get too dark with this, but like get dark, Tom, where Durant, do you hear my whole rooftop thing? A little bit. I mean, where Durant chooses to go elsewhere. Yeah. And then the Knicks don't get Zion. And then, and then we're looking at a, at a pretty dark timeline, but it's also, very much on the table. So I, I just think everyone needs to be emotionally prepared for, for something like that to happen. So uh, if we get two through whatever, you don't think you could trade John ja Morant, two Mavs picks, then Knox for Bradley Beal. And this is a, this is a, that's a lot for Bradley Beal for that's a lot for anybody. Yeah. And then some salary filler. I think that 
Yeah, that's that's assuming you get the second pick. I think because Jaws probably going to get go second. So, I mean, two and three, you still get a good player. We, yeah, I, th- I think you can, lump, you can lump Morant and Barrett at this point. I think that's fair. I think that's the second tier of this draft. So, I mean, we really just got to worry about four and five. When okay, and, and getting- that return actually would be good for Bradley Beal. And then the question for us is like, do we want as right. fan, would, you, would you want them to do that or would you kind of feel hamstrung like you have to to appease to appease kd well i think the good thing is when that mavs pick gets picked by the wizards i'll forget that it was ours it'll, it'll be the mavs pick in my mind smart which is a very bad answer <laughs> <laughs> You, you don't you don't hear enough <laughs> you don't hear enough people that do sports talk <laughs> immediately say something and call themselves out on it. They have I the love awareness to do it. Yeah, that's I mean, that's impressive. That's self awareness ninety nine Madden rating. I mean Bradley Beal, I'd lump it in with like Victor Oladipo. Like, is he on Ooh. the table? Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Like, w- would Phoenix even consider moving Devin Booker f- for? For like these kinds of pieces, or is he just is he too young to, to move at this point? I mean, I think Devin Booker is also kind of trash. It's my my hot. Yeah, it, I think Phoenix would be fine with it because I. What's Devin Booker done for them? <laughs> um, He's like twenty two and put up what do you put up? This I know like twenty six points a game, and it was all garbage time. Yo, Literally, Suns uh, games were awful. That's funny. <laughs> Yo, Knicks games are bad. Suns games are worse. <laughs> That's insane. Um, we could we could probably if Kawhi leaves, we could probably trade Frank for Kyle Lowry. <laughs> yeah. We might be able to. Um, Raptors are about wow. to win. As an update. Okay. Thanks for that update, Greg. Um, boys, this was good. I think uh, Kenny. I, I think I'll, I'll give you the mic one last time because. A, I think this was really good, and B, this this kind of lumped off your idea. Um, what what el- what else do you have? What's the closer? I just want to reiterate that this is not what I think the best thing for the Knicks is. It's just what I think would happen. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and I I I think Tom, you said something great at the end there, Greg. Uh, you called yourself out. <laughs> um, <laughs> How nuts is it that we think Kevin Durant is going to be a Nick? <laughs> I think I'm too confident. How nuts is that? And Tom's yeah. so right. This dude could pull the rug out on, a, on us instantly. And here we are with the four. Here's Cam Reddish in the Knicks, baby. Um, <laughs> I, oh, my I, God. I got physically ill for a Cam second. Cam Reddish there. and Kevin Knox just. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The Knicks, man. Oh, I mean, Kevin Durant, he's a fickle dude. Like, we really can't pretend to be in his head. Like, we have any idea. We know James Dolan says one wrong thing, he's gone. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. James Dolan invites him to band practice. Um, (laughs) There are all these people who will say that, like, the Nets have a better basketball situation and, like, you you should have more trust in their management group or the Clippers, same deal. Is it the Uh, same thing if D'Angelo Russell leaves, though? Blaze it, baby. That's all I have to say. Um, God, I love D-Lo. Um, guys, normally I'm sarcastic. I, I think I, th- I think I think we've nailed this. I think we've killed this. I, I think every I think every Knicks fan should listen to this podcast. And I'm gonna make it my godforsaken goal that they do. Um, we whoa. are we doing tankathon? Did you guys really all hit last week? That's a fair call, Kent. They really did. Um, yeah. We we do have to tank it on there. We, we have traditions for a reason. Um, most of them are related to God and stuff. I'm going to sim first lottery. All right, Nick's with the fifth pick. Get it out of the system. Huh, Flush it out. Perfect. Flush it out. Who's up? All right, I'll go next. So we're all doing it. Yeah, we're all okay. doing it. Nick's with the, with the fifth pick, too. Um, <laughs> Camp Reddish, get loose. All right. Uh, I'll go now. Tuck that elbow in, Cam, when you shoot, kid. Sim lottery. Knicks with the fifth pick. <laughs> no, oh, boy. Yeah, Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies up seven spots to the one pick. Minnesota Timberwolves up seven spots to the three pick. 
Dallas jumped us too. So we're I, scenario. I, I had Dallas jump us as well. <laughs> you guys aren't going to like this, but Nick's with the fifth pick. Nice. No, we do no. like that. We do like that. Yeah, we that means we're getting all, all the, we're yeah. getting all these oddities out of the system. Because there's yeah. no way the Knicks have like a 50-50 chance of getting. The That's why you, you want you want all your players to miss all their shots in the first quarter. That uh, way they're hitting in the fourth. Yeah, exactly. It's just percentages. God, that's, that's math, baby. That was crazy. I don't know, guys. I don't know if I can do it next year. If it's just Knox and Cam shooting, sh- shooting. <laughs> we we playing going to. I, I think something good is about to break the Knicks' way. I just I, I am preparing mentally and emotionally for something terrible. I'm prepared yeah. for them to max Cantor and bring him back. <laughs> yeah, Cantor's making money, man. He looks, gonna pay him. he looks good. He's playing good defense. I'm so <laughs> mad at him. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. The, the terrible thing is, like, people who didn't watch the Knicks this year see him playing, and they're just like, LOL Knicks. Yeah. Huh. And I'm just like, you should have seen him when he was on the Knicks and unable to play any defense at all. Yeah, Ken, that's actually a good call. I might... I'm not great at the video stuff yet, but maybe if I could get John Boy to put together a video reel of Cantor just being terrible this year. Um, I definitely have those in my articles. So <laughs> so, <laughs> we can pull some of that. So yeah, there's, there's, there's where that's where I, this this is supposed to be a fun thing, and now I'm pooping on Cam Reddish and Enos Cantor. But uh, as is Nick's life, um, I, I genuinely, boys, this this was really good. Um, if, if you've been listening, thank you. Five-star review. Show your friend, because I told you. I'm going to show every Nick fan in the world this. Um, don't tell your Washington Wizard fans. They might not like this and the Bradley Beal stuff. I want to tell them. Uh, if, if you know a Pelk. If it makes them feel better that Washington got the number one pick in my sim. Okay. So, yeah, tune in. Tell them to tune in. That'd be great. Um <laughs> Thank, thank you so much for listening. And again, like eight, eight, nine days until uh, till we can actually start putting putting some pen to paper, which is really exciting. Um, and I mean, as always, let's go Knicks. Give us a five star review. Knicks tape. Do it. Cool. Do it. <laughs>